Want to be a patent attorney? Major in materials engineering. That's the advice from 1988 Auburn engineering grad Roger Wiley, who's built one of the most successful intellectual property protection careers from here to Tokyo, which is where you recently could have found the product of one of his clients. Yeah, an Auburn man sealed the patent deal on the Olympic torch. Now that's a legacy you can't extinguish. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Greetings, loyal listeners. Thank you for being loyal to the uh, best podcast in all of higher education. That would be the award-winning Hashtag Getting, brought to you by the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing, for which I work as a communication specialist. Jeremy Henderson's my name. Austin Phillips is my game. <laughs> He's over here. I don't know what that He's means, over. and I don't want to. That's my co-host over there in the all all Auburn, all orange shirt. Hey, how was breakfast this morning, Jer? Oh, chickle treated me right yet again. Yeah, but wasn't that second breakfast? That was well. What yeah, was first? Oh, well, the first breakfast was my beer brats, <laughs> and then second breakfast was Chick Fil A. And hey, you uh, can't we could hey, get a third in, but it's like my parents used to say: you, you don't want to let food go to waste. Mm-hmm. You know, they're starving people mm-hmm. in these third world countries. And Sometimes you got right here. You got to get them those beer bangers in the morning, huh? <laughs> <laughs> in the morning, we, breakfast we a, is champions. As we have we call a level it. three uh, producer director over here. Uh, Marcus Klutz is his name. He's twisting the knobs and dialing up the. Uh, the sound waves is what we're saying. Today we are joined by a very special guest. Highly, have, highly recommended. Highly recommended. I need to ask, though, from the from the outset, out of the gate, are you by chance an Andy Griffith Show fan? Absolutely. <gasps> yes. Well, then you know I'm going to say, how do you, you do, do, Mr. Mr. Wiley? Wiley. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. yes. Oh, I'm so happy. Since this got booked, that was all, all we've been doing in the office. How, how do, do you do, do Mr. Yeah. Wiley? Yeah, we're going to do this thing in a Back Bay Boston accent <laughs> the whole show. Oh, I'm so Promise, happy. Promise nobody's going to pick you up. When no. I was in law school, Andy Griffith was on at 11 o'clock at night, and the day that they did that episode, the next day in law school, I got nothing done. Oh. Everybody's chasing me down. How do you do, Mrs. Oh, Wiley? that's so good. That's so good. Roger, what, Mr. Roger Wiley. Uh-huh. How do you do? An 88 materials engineering graduate who, uh, you know, took the obvious career path and became a, a patent attorney. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what happens at a materials engineering hey, it's like up in it, Seattle. You know, we've had a couple on here who have taken what we would say the non-traditional path, but that's what we say is engineering degree can take you anywhere. Any door you want to open, we have the key. Well, cane. and we also have... Um, Jack Waddy, that is on our alumni council, same thing. He's a patent attorney in uh, Nashville. Really? Well, yeah, we had yeah. uh, we had Dan um, Dan Phillips, who no, was cousin a, Dan, as I also up to in him. Seattle yep. in high finance. I think he was a mechanical or chemical or uh, something. one of and, those, uh, one of the eight, and then a chemical engineer turned into a um, eye surgeon. Yeah. Uh, so we've Steve had, Hamilton. Yeah, we've had a lot of yes, yeah, Steve Hamilton. Yeah. Recent, a lot of a lot of folks like that recently. Yeah. Well, so welcome, welcome. Thank you. How in the world are you doing? How did you get there? Let let let's go. Where are you from originally? Let's start there. I'm from Albany, Georgia. So okay. just down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, fought off the urge to go to Georgia Tech, but it didn't wasn't that hard because it you know, came over here, saw Bo Jackson play like, when I was like in high school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And um, I 
really loved coming to the Auburn football games. That was my initial attraction. But then my father, also an engineer, did some some speaking over here at Auburn back when when he was still practicing. And and um, where did he go to school? He went to Tennessee. Okay, what discipline? He's uh, agricultural engineer. Yeah, yeah. We call it biosystems these days. Yep. Just well, FYI. You graduated in 88. Yes. Boy, you were here during a really fun time. Yes. <laughs> the glory days. The glory days. Yes, that's yes, right. Yes. We that's had right. We, uh, every sport figure that's, you know, on all the Hall of Fame walls it was here when I was here. Yeah, I, was wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking. I mean, that was during a great basketball run, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I was telling the story earlier today that we used to come to the basketball games. We'd pay $2. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd, we'd go in 30 minutes before the game, and we'd sit right behind the goal. Man. And um, Sonny Smith came to our fraternity house one day and just walked in at lunch and said, I just want to thank you guys because you're coming to all these games. And oh, we, that's awesome. We had three Hall of Famers out on the floor, and we never sold out a game. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, But it, now it's it's fun to watch. For me, I think the statute of limitations has passed. Mm-hmm. Oh. But back when we were in school, you had the punch card, almost sure. like your little lunch punch card. Well, it was just an orange construction paper, like a, a card stock. <laughs> So a buddy of mine's a graphic designer. He just got my ticket that I paid five dollars for. Made about ten sheets of them, sold them for five dollars a piece. Made about two hundred dollars. <laughs> and me and all my buddies would go sit up in the upper deck, and we were the only people sitting in the section half the time. And that was in two thousand three. We went to the Sweet Sixteen that year. I cheated on every exam. <laughs> so it's that's, still like, great. You know, that's, yeah, that's cool. Well, uh, yeah. So that's a great time. So what, why am I materials engineering? I. So that's some hard stuff from what I understand. Yeah, my, my, um, my father, like I said, was an engineer. We took everything apart in the house. I mean, I built my first car. I was 14. I bought a, a VW Beetle out of a junkyard. My father and I took every bolt off of it, rebuilt it, got it running. And, and, and we, we took the air conditioner apart, you know, the, so mechanical engineering was the direction I, I came to Auburn to, to go. And then, about a year and a half into it, they were offering scholarships to move over into materials engineering. And I talked to the, the professor who was in charge of it at that time, Roy Wilcox, who was also my mentor at the time, and um, spent some time talking about it, said, this sounds kind of interesting. I didn't know that I was going to have to take physical chemistry, organic chemistry, all these other chemistry courses, because everything else had been statics, dynamics, thermodynamics, um, and, and different direction. But Really enjoyed it, learned a lot, and and um, it has been. I'm, I'm glad I went at that direction. How how did we make the decision to go to law school? So Roy Wilcox, that I mentioned earlier, um, was a an expert witness on a lot of products liability cases. So he could go into a case where a bridge fell, and he could look at it and say this fell because there was bad metal, or it fatigued, ultimately broke, and he said you should go, Roger. To law school because you could do what I'm doing. You could both be both the expert and the lawyer, which you kind of don't want to do, but that was his idea. So I walked in and went into law school the first day. And the first professor I met the first day said, you have a patent degree. You should be a patent attorney. I mean, you ain't sorry. You have an no. engineering degree. You should be a patent attorney. And I, and I got that over and over and over again for, for multiple, multiple. Um, every professor said you should go into patent law. So, so maybe this is a thing. I mean, maybe this yeah, is a thing. I was, about to say that. To be I was going to ask why would you go into that part of law, but then answered my question. So, so to, to be a patent attorney, you have to have an engineering or hard science degree. And 
So when I arrived and everybody kept saying that, I was like, I can't imagine anything more boring. I don't want to do that. It's just, there's no way on earth. And, um, and, you know, came home the first summer after law school and t- told my father about this. And he said, and he said, well, why don't you talk to my patent attorney, guy in Atlanta, went over and visited him and he had shelves around three parts of his walls and windows on the fourth wall, but all three walls that had shelves on them just had gadgets. I mean, there there was, and if you've ever heard of the Cabbage Patch Kids, it's got oh, the, yeah. he did the Cabbage Patch work, oh, yeah. and, 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 and it did all this. Wow. All the, he patented the Cabbage Patch? No, there was co- <laughs> it was copyright. That oh, was yeah. Yeah, oh. so, so we, we, over, overlapping fields of work we do is, you know, copyright, trade secret, um, trademark, but the patents, the world that I've been existing in in the last 20 plus years, and but the gadgets got to me. It was like this is you know anything where I get to take things apart and kind of learn how things work. And that's that's the ideal path for me. So that's where I started heading. And I interviewed with a couple of um, patent law firms for the the next year for summer clerkship. Well, how, how'd you end up in the Northwest? We went up there for vacation. Um, in a twenty four hour period, we were standing in um, snow at the top of of a mountain. Went down to the rainforest, which is on the Pacific coast, um, which was amazing, just unbelievable. Went over to the coast and Rialto Beach is one of the, the Pacific Ocean um, beaches there. And there was a storm coming in and full moon, everything, everything was aligning 40 foot waves. And, you know, East, East Coast guy, never seen a wave over four feet. <laughs> right. and, 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 and we were in awe and in shock and then, you know, after that went inland set up our tent and i heard some noise outside and i was like what is my um eventual brother-in-law doing outside mm, bigfoot it was, a, it was a, a herd of elk oh. next next best thing Dang it. It, was, it was it was close i was we were we were in washington bigfoot lives in oregon uh, sure okay so it, my but, bad but um and and right there on that spot, I said, "That's it. We're moving here. This is the coolest place I've ever been." And we were we lived in Seattle six weeks later. So good, and we've wow. loved it ever since. That was twenty five years ago. Wow, man, you might want to because with the patent stuff and everything, we could trademark um, the best podcast in all of higher education. We might need to. I mean, I know that's probably that could be a different arena. Well, I mean, it is factual. And, well, that's so, yeah. I mean, that know, shouldn't be too hard for right. you. Then. <laughs> we, um, we could do that. So. Managing partner of Kilpatrick Townsend is your current like that's that's where we are like right now. So when when did that happen? So I was made managing partner um, it, with the unfortunate timing of just prior to COVID, um, and you know I get about six months lead into being the managing partner of the firm, um, and then then everything we've been managing since has been largely COVID and, and issues sure. around that. But it's um, I was a. a I had my own firm at one point and then moved up, um, you know, had been the office managing partner for the Seattle office of a couple of firms and then ultimately moved into this managing partner role. Are you able to talk about some of the patents we've been on? Because Doug Dickerson told me you like patented the Olympics or something like that. Or? <laughs> sort of. But so I didn't know that was. A- so, so, so back when the Olympics went to Salt Lake City, the previous city had been a. Uh, Moscow, and they ran the torch 
a series of torches from Moscow over the Bering Straits, you know, on a ship for a, for a while, and then down through Alaska. And like they were around. on a treadmill on the ship or something? Were they like running I, on the ship? I don't know if they ran laps. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, or, or, well, it's, it's, it's still moving on the ship. <laughs> That's true. It's, uh, it's still it's moving. Not, it's true. Not Never mind. Yeah. Okay, okay. And back at that time, this is the first time they're following it the entire time on the internet. You know, so, and you know, previously it had been you know TV snippets and you know just on the news. And you know everybody knows the Olympic torch never goes out. Mm-mm. So um, one of my clients at the time, and, and it was confidential then, is now known, um, was the Coleman Company, and Coleman that makes lanterns and, and stoves and everything else. So they know how to make things burn. And the 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 expert at lanterns there developed the Olympic torch for them. And I worked on the patent. I wanted one. They went. They, they didn't give me <laughs> one. But they they. Um, you can see it now in the Coca-Cola Museum over in in, in Atlanta is the best place to kind of like see one. It's right hanging on the wall, but they're still using that same design. And there's been multiple torches over the, I think I uh, heard the other day that we're 100, 110 years into the Olympics or something like that. 111 because we're on an odd year. Well, put your put your engineering cap back on. And so, what what's the actual the Coleman with the torch? What's the design and the technology we're actually talking about? Like, what did they actually patent? Fire? I mean, like, I mean, it had to be it had to be something, right? So, um, without going too much into oh, the engine, okay, okay. Right, right. no, no, proprietary, I mean, no, 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 not proprietary. I mean, but it's ultimately it's the right air fuel mixture. Gotcha. And you've got to have the air heated to the right amount as you're adding the fuel. Mm. And so what? What happens is that you have a coil that wraps around the eventual flame. And if you've been back backpacking before, you, you have to light a fire on a backpacking stove that heats up the, 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 the burner. And the reason you do that is because you don't have enough heat initially. And then as the heat gets more and more and more, then that heat heats the, the air chamber so that you've got the right mixture of air. And what they did is they moved all of the flame um, ignition parts down into the torch itself instead of having it outside of it. And then they also worked on the coil so that you had just the perfect mixture of air, regardless of weather. And they, they've, they've tried to plan it for 60 mile an hour winds because out on the Bering Strait and in Alaska, you didn't know what oh, you were yeah. going to get. They did, ended up not having that kind of weather, but, and it never went out. So is it kerosene? Is that what it's running on? Like what's it running on? It, it runs off of a, 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 I think those were butane. Butane. That was my second guess. Mm-hmm. The only two things I know. So propane, Pro- yeah. oh, propane. Yeah. There you go. Are, are there any other ones like patent? I mean, cool things that come well, to mind. So we've talked Favorites? about tr- trademarks before. Sure. I mean, one of my f- um, kind of claims to fame that I th- always think is fun is that I registered as a trademark Nicholas Jack for Jack Nicholas, um, and and you're not allowed in the trademark office to register a surname. So. Like if I wanted to register Wiley, I mean I can't get the trademark for Wiley because all the other people named Wiley are going to. You know, this yeah, is Mrs. Wiley. Yeah. Uh, but um, <clears throat> so they so the tr- we got an initial rejection that says you've got to show proof that this name is famous, and the only way you can register is if you show fame. And at that time, um, I happened to have about 15 years of Golf Digest in my <laughs> office, and and I just went and cut all these articles out, and this is. And you know, showing my age pre-internet, you know, so I, I just cut all these articles out and sent them in and we got it. We were successfully registered. Nicholas is a trademark. So is that the first surname that was ever done that we know? No, there's, I mean, Coleman is a surname. So oh, sure. yeah. yeah right, and, okay. and, um, and there's, there's multiple, but you have to show but you that, have to, 
that, yeah, that there's fame or that there's what's called secondary meaning. Secondary meaning means when you hear that name, you don't think of people, you think of that company. You know, it has an association with the company instead of just a, a, a last name. And or a single source of, of goods is kind of the is is Jack still with us? Jack's still with oh, us. Yeah. Is it yeah. the I mean, are you are y'all Golden Bear wasn't that his nickname or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Golden Bear. I registered the Golden Bear as well. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's and um awesome. and, and yeah, Jack was on um TV two days ago with Annika Sorenstand. Yeah, and congratulations. Then he, he was on at the memorial. Well, I feel the memorial Apologies to Mr. Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> memorial tournament Trademark. he was on as well. So Yeah. Well, that's a that's fantastic. Was there any hesitancy though after you went through such a rigorous, uh, you know, education here? Obviously, with you know something as uh, directly scientific and you know cerebral, I'd say not that law school, good grief, isn't you know. But I mean, was there was there? Did you have to make a decision for from pivoting or for pivoting like that? You know, I mean, was there? Did you talk to your your dad? I mean, was there? I think a big thing that you know meeting that patent attorney was was pivotal, and and then in addition to that, I worked as a co-op for for GM or GM subsidy um, uh, subsidiary called um, Delco Remy, and the people there were wonderful. The engineers were incredible, but and but we were focused on alternators, and and then that's what you know that that plant made alternators, and what. You know, in the midst of that, in the co-op world that I was in, I went and visited this patent attorney who had worked in 300 different fields over the last 15 years. And that, to me, just kind of getting to know new businesses, getting to know new technologies, getting to roll up your sleeves. And you asked earlier, like, what are the other things that have worked in? If you if you go to, to Amazon.com, and at the bottom there, there's a, you know, a little stream of what it shows you that you, you should buy. And I, we worked on the algorithm for that. And, you know, there's, there's multiple other different things, windows that, you know, did Microsoft work for, for years. And there's some of the things awesome. on windows now that I see that I'm, I just think it's, it's fun to kind of know how things work and really, and, and to be with engineers that are excited about what they're doing and it's, and it's innovative. And, and, um, and I, I've, 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 I, for me, the pivot was talking to that. He told this same stories. Like he gets to learn all these different technologies, gets involved in them, learns them really well, and you have to know them very well to patent them. So, so a prospective um, student right now, maybe even a freshman engineering student that was looking to do this after their engineering education, what would you tell them of how Auburn Engineering helped prepare you for your career? I think you you you. Everything you learn about the way things work and how things operate is absolutely critical to what you do in, in, in patent law. And so you know, I had a fantastic base. Our labs here were great. I learned learned a lot about, um, you know, when the, I don't do a lot of patent work in materials engineering, um, but when I do, in that space, you know, I had exposure to the, the extruders and the, the right um, different tools that are used in the industry so that I understand what's, what's happening. And on the mechanical engineering side, you know, we've, you know, we were working with internal combustion engines. I had some experience in that background anyway, but it's, you know, just having that exposure and what you learn. And then on the other side is there, you know, there's the theoretical side that you've got to know. There's a lot of the algorithms, especially in thermodynamics. We do a lot. I've done a lot of patent work in um, data centers. And in data centers, the whole key is getting heat out of those buildings. 
you've got thousands of computers running. You got to get that heat out of there. Some of them are running out in Arizona deserts, and 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 we're using the the old thermo equations that that I use. Now I've got my old green thermo book. You know, <laughs> dust it off a little bit, and pull it out of the back, and you know, kind of have to go through some of those formulas. So it's fun. Well, we mentioned uh, Jack Nicholas. What brought you to Auburn this week? I um so I came for a golf tournament. There we go. So there a we go. Group of mm. us that meet every time, and I'm going to see my my mother, and then our our home office is in Atlanta. So I had three three and one, and then then the fourth part is that um my um uh, my wife's uncle died last year, and we're going to a memorial service up in D.C. afterwards. Okay, but it's more of a celebration of life, right? And right. And, and it's going to be. Well, a lot where of fun. did where did you play around here? Um, I'm playing. We played Willow Springs. Is that right? Up and up on the lake, and then we're um, we're at AU Club today, okay. and, and RTJ yesterday, and RTJ tomorrow. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you're making the rounds, huh? Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah, for you. <laughs> we, we've we've calmed it down a little bit. It used to be we came in and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And Saturday, or at least Thursday, Friday, Saturday was 36, 36, 36. And we always play the first week of August. And we realized that at some point somebody's not going to make it through the day. No, and um, so you got to hydrate, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> does, your, does your connection to Nicholas kind of give you a little edge over the phone, psychological advantage, intimidate the? I use every single tool I can. <laughs> Love it. Yes, <laughs> I am. I am willing to you know a whatever swing. It takes. Like, well, we <laughs> did. We did turn the heat down just a little <laughs> bit for you because last last week it was a little rough. So I saw that a little bit better this. Yes. Week. Is is the market right now for patent? I mean, what, what's the industry like? Patent law industry. So, without a recession, not too many engineers go to law school, and so we're working hard on trying to increase that. There, for whatever reason, over the last six seven years, we've had quite a dip in the number of engineers going to law school. And as a, we've developed internally within our firm what we what we call the center of excellence, where we're we're hiring engineers right out of out of undergrad and we're training them to be what are called patent agents you don't have to to do the practice of patent law um you, you do not have to have a law degree you can do more with a law degree than you can but you can be a patent agent so we're hiring people directly into the firm just because the the talent is just not there to much higher demand than what we're getting especially on the software side a lot of software, but you know, there's a lot of the the, the hardware still still important, and and we're trying to find the people. Well, fantastic! We got to get some Auburn well, I was about engineers to say, up if there. If your students are listening to this, there's an Auburn there, Washington. There Close you go. enough. There you go. <laughs> Roger, can't thank you enough for uh, for being here and for joining us. And uh, yeah, good luck out there. Yeah, want want to see you back for football season? Oh, absolutely! I can't wait. I cannot wait. And thanks thanks so yeah. much for your time. Yeah, yeah thank you. For, thank you for coming to see us, yeah. Warrior Eagle.